안녕하세요. 클라우드입니다. Hey guys, Cloud here. Welcome to Cloud's Korean Podcast Episode 3. In this episode, I want to talk about the three main methods that people think of when trying to learn a language. All right, let's get into it. The three main types are usually memorizing, or being a bookworm, or being a content sponge. And I'll explain what those mean. Let's start with memorizing. A lot of people think that they just have to memorize their way through the language. They have to memorize phrases, they have to memorize vocab, they have to memorize grammar, they have to memorize sentences, and that's how they're going to learn. Actually, the military style of learning is that you go, you learn you learn a phrase, um, like, I'm going to go to the bus stop, and then you just repeat it over and over and over again, and you have someone to correct your pronunciation until you can do it, kind of like drills, uh, memorization drills. And you do that for a bunch of uh, beginner to intermediate phrases, you do this for six to nine months, um, and then you start learning how to switch out the words. So rather than saying, I woke up at 10 a.m., you say, I woke up at 11 a.m., or I went to sleep at 10 a.m. instead of, I, I, I woke up at 10 a.m., um, things like that. So some people um, tend to do a lot of memorizing, and that's not very useful because it takes a long time before your brain, or it's not that it's not useful, it's that it takes a lot of time before your brain starts making those links. Um, when you memorize something, it doesn't mean you understand it. So just because you can say something doesn't mean you can break it up and use it for other concepts. Um, it, it might seem foreign to you uh, in another sentence, even though it's the same grammatical construct, but because you memorize the sentence and you don't understand the grammar, you don't know what's going on. Another variant of this is shadowing. Um, I found this to be very common with Korean learners uh, or Korean natives learning English. What they would do is they would watch their favorite TV show, um, whether like Friends or The Big Bang Theory or things like that, and they would just repeat out loud what they would hear. And what they thought was that if they did that, they would be improving their language um, because they would be practicing speaking and it would be things that are natural, things that are um, a fluent English speaker would, would say. Um, and I thought this was a good idea when I heard about it, but then I read in the book that I had mentioned before, Becoming Fluent, How Cognitive Science Can Help Adults Learn a Foreign Language, by Robert Richard, uh, where he says that they did tests on this, and what ended up happening was it, led, um, it didn't make them any more proficient in speaking. It improved their pronunciation, but when it came to actually creating words or creating sentences that they wanted to say, it didn't help improve at all. So what would end up happening is kind of like how you memorize a phrase. They would memorize that phrase. They'd be very comfortable saying it. But if you had to change one or two words or if they wanted to say something different, they wouldn't be able to come up with that variant because they were so focused on just that one single phrase. So that's another thing that, that kind of falls under the memorizing category. Uh, now, the second category is being a bookworm. And what that means is uh, a lot of people will study, um, will go through multiple different books on grammar or on a language, and they'll become very well equipped with a lot of the grammar, and they'll get really good at reading and identifying um, sentence patterns and different uh, constructs. But what ends up happening is because everything they do is with a pencil and a paper and on a book, and all they're doing is reading and consuming this um, content that's usually not even written in the, their target language. So for Korean learners, the book is probably written in English with a lot of Korean sentences, but most of the explanation is done in English. And they become very good at 
understanding what those concepts mean, uh, like grammar concepts, but they don't know how to apply it. And they don't, they can't recognize it when it comes to speaking because they're not used to listening to anything because they're always with a book. So when if they were to message people, they'd be very good at that because they can understand, they can read it and they can take their time, but they're not used to just listening and being able to come up with a response and analyze what's being said. Um, the other thing is that they don't speak at all, so they don't get that practice. So when it comes, even though they know what they want to say and they know how to say it, they just can't come up with it because they haven't trained that muscle. It's like you might be very, very good at swimming, but if you haven't gone swimming and you come back and you're out of shape, you you know you have that memory of how to do it. Your body's just not doing it because you haven't had those reps. Um, so that's the other type, which is just being a bookworm. And then the third, the third kind of um, the third method that people use to learn is being a content sponge, which is like I'm going to learn a lot. Um, I'm going to listen a lot. I'm sorry. I'm going to watch a lot of content. I love K dramas. I'm just going to watch every K drama there is. I love um, uh, Korean variety shows or K-pop. I'm going to listen to every song out there, and I'm going to watch every single show. Um, and while that can be useful. Um, it's it's not about the tool that you use specifically. It's more about how you use that tool. So let me give you an example of um, one of two of my friends, actually. one My first friend had been watching anime for over 10 years. And he watches it in, in Japanese and he reads with the English subtitles. And he only knows a few words in Japanese. And if you told him a sentence in Japanese, he probably doesn't know what it means. Um, but he's been watching anime for 10 years straight. So what's up with that? If content was all you needed, if just being a content sponge is really what's going to make you proficient at a language, well, then he should be, you know, almost fluent, almost like a native. But he's not. Um, another one of my friends uh, watched a lot of K-dramas. And she came into um, to one of our conversations and she just, she was able to, she knew what the numbers were. She knew multiple phrases. She could say a lot of um, introductions. She couldn't speak the language. She didn't understand most of what was going on, but she could at least understand some words. Um, and she hadn't been spending that much time uh, watching K-dramas. So what's the difference there? It's kind of how you consume that content. Um, one more thing that kind of tags along to being a content sponge is this concept that a lot of people have, which is, I want to learn like a baby. Babies just listen and listen and listen and listen, and then that's how they learn uh, a language, just by getting all that content. And while that is true, and you could do that, you're not a baby, and you're not going to consume the same amount that a baby does um, without getting frustrated that you can't say or can't convey what you want to convey because you don't have the vocabulary, you don't have any of that, while you have it in your own language. Um, there's a famous meme in the language learning community where it's like a Spanish uh, lady was talking to someone and saying she wasn't able to convey what she wanted to say. So she was telling them like, you guys don't know how smart I am in Spanish, which is just, she can't convey what she wants to say in English, but in Spanish, she's so fluent um, and actually, I went through a similar experience where I had talked to one of my friends in Korean exclusively for maybe four or five months. And then at some point, uh, they asked me a question and I just couldn't answer it. It was a technical question. So I answered in, in English. And then they looked at me and they're like, dang, Cloud, you're actually really smart. You're not you're not a kid. I'm like, of course, I'm not a kid. They're like, yeah, but the way you speak Korean, it just, you know, 
doesn't, I, I forgot how smart you were. Um, so, so that's another thing. So going back to learning like a baby, um, although yes, content is good, which what you really want to do is you want to use that content to improve your language learning and not say, oh, as long as I just have content, I'm going to improve my language. Kind of like the example of my friend who watched anime for 10 years and didn't, didn't get anywhere. Content is also really good for getting vocabulary, which is the example of my other friend who knows a lot of phrases and knows a lot of words and knows the numbers apparently somehow uh, without studying at all and just enjoying watching K-dramas. Um, but when it comes to grammar, it's a bit of a struggle. Although content is very good for grammar, but not in the beginning. Not when you're when you're a beginner. There's just you don't know everything, so it's just difficult for you to be able to for your brain to be able to make those connections. It, it, it will eventually. It just takes a lot of time, and especially since um, there's two factors that make it different than how a baby learns. The first one is they're not interacting with you when you're watching something. Um, like a K-drama or a variety show, the people in the drama or the variety show, they're not interacting with you. So there's not that sort of level of communication. Um, and a lot of times we dumb things down for babies, whereas in dramas, they're not going to dumb things down for you. And they might have um, inside jokes that Koreans would know, or I guess they wouldn't be inside jokes. They would be cultural references that you wouldn't understand, um, but that someone wouldn't use with you. So you, you lose uh, that there. And then the second thing is you also lose um, the second thing is you also lose out on the novelty or rather it's not that you lose out. Most people will end up using uh, subtitles. So you end up reading a lot more than watching. You're still watching, but you're reading the subtitles and your brain isn't listening. That's what it is. Your brain doesn't necessarily listen. It focuses more on trying to read. And what ends up happening is those words, once um, someone says like a really long sentence, it doesn't stick in your brain, the, the words themselves, but rather you just read them. Um, if you were to watch it without subtitles, um, which I doubt a lot of people would be willing to do because then you wouldn't understand a lot of what's going on. Although I disagree with that um, because you can watch a regular show in your native language on mute and you probably get maybe 60, 70, maybe even 80% of what's going on. But we just get frustrating with frustrated with not knowing what's going on exactly. Um, so, so that's another thing. So out of all these three different methods of learning a language, what is what's the best way to go about it? Well, the answer is all three, kind of. Basically, what you need is a combination of 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 the three of the three different types or the three different methods you do want to shadow for a little bit so that you can improve your pronunciation. Um, you know, always repeating after a native is always going to help your pronunciation. You do want to memorize some basic phrases like marhaban or anilhaseo, things that are just um, things that you kind of need to memorize in the very beginning, like hi and thank you. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to be memorizing everything and then just finding yourself being a parrot where you can say exactly one thing and only that one thing and can't adapt. You do want to be a bookworm at some point, especially during the beginning, because you don't have enough vocabulary to do anything, really. You don't have enough grammar to do anything, so you kind of need to study this in, in your native language. Um, and you want to build up that base foundation so that when you start absorbing that content and being a content sponge, it can be more beneficial. 
I'm of the opinion that what you should do for content is once you get to a certain level where you can introduce yourself, um, you have enough vocab and grammar, you've been a bookworm, have you been memorizing enough uh, to the point that you have enough um, in your arsenal that you can talk about your hobby, you can introduce yourself, um, you know, you can ask for directions, just very, very simple things you can order at a restaurant, um, just basic things. Once you have that just base ground foundation, then you can move on to absorbing content without subtitles. And what what that'll end up doing is that it won't work on your um, it won't work on your vocabulary per se. What'll end up happening is your it'll help with your grammar. What ends up happening is your brain starts making it will help with your vocabulary, but your brain will start seeing patterns and it'll recognize them. Every time this person uses this pattern, he's angry. That means this grammatical form must indicate some sort of anger. Things like that. Your brain will do that and you won't have to really worry about it. It's It can get tiring watching something without subtitles and kind of always trying to pay attention. But um, if you love the content, then that's also one way to do it. You don't have to always watch without subtitles. You can use Korean subtitles or whatever language you're, uh, the content is in. Or you could use your own native language subtitles at some point, you know, just to, to see to see what's going on. Um, you could watch the same thing twice if you're into reruns. One time you watch the first episode without any subtitles, and then you watch the same episode with subtitles. And that way, maybe your brain can make even more connections. There are workarounds around that. Um, a workaround I found um, around shadowing, because I don't enjoy watching a lot of things to begin with, um, especially Korean dramas and Korean variety shows. I don't enjoy them. So what I end up doing is I would read um, Korean manhwa or Korean manga, and I would read the, when I was reading, I would read it out loud. So that way I would get to practice my speaking. And at the same time, I can kind of pseudo shadow where I'm saying things that are probably natural because it was written by someone who, who that's his first or native language. You could also do this in front of someone, in front of a native speaker. If you're doing some sort of language ex- exchange, you can sit down and be like, hey, can we spend, you know, 10 minutes of me reading part of this book and you just correct my pronunciation? And that way you um, you don't have to worry about preparing something or knowing what to say. You're just reading what's written down and you're getting good feedback from, uh, from a native. So th- those are the things that I think you should combine. Um, you should really combine the best factors out of each one of those methods and you should always do what works for you because what works for me might not work for you and what works for you might not work for someone else. It's really important to kind of set um, your own personalized goals. If you really enjoy reading like me and you don't like watching things, then you probably don't want to have a lot of content absorption via um, via just um, video. You probably don't want that and that's not what I want. I don't, I don't do that. But if you enjoy that kind of stuff and that's what gets you going, then you probably don't want a lot of reading in your um, day-to-day studies, but you want more media, more content for you to watch. So it really depends um, person to person. And you just have to think about what works for you, what works best for you. You have to experiment. And then once you find something that works for you, you should stick with it because, um, you know, the more effort you put in, the more, the better the results will will the better the results that'll end up coming about the more effort, the more results you're going to get. That's it for this episode. Next episode, though, we're going to talk a little bit more about this topic, but mainly from the perspective of what should you do first? Should you learn vocab first or should you learn grammar first? This is a big 
question that people usually have, oh, should I learn grammar first or should I memorize a bunch of vocabulary? And we'll, we'll be dealing with that topic in, in the next episode. So thanks for listening.